Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. All right, so I know that's a little corny, but that's as close as I could get to Duke. That's Sir Duke by Stevie Wonder for our lead, and as your 16th-rated Fighting Irish take on the field tonight against the Duke Blue Devils, who are 4-4. Four and four. They're a dangerous team. they got a tactician coach in David Cudcliffe, and the last time these two teams faced off in 2016, Duke came away with a 38-35 offensive win. I'm here today, as always, with my co-host, Vince D'Addario. Good afternoon, Vince. Hello, sir. How are you doing today? I'm doing I'm doing good. So uh, before we get into our guests, to share some stories, share some past, present, and future Irish, what do you got to say? Well, I'll tell you what. This is going to be a very interesting game, going on the road, playing at night on the ACC Network, which, do you get the ACC Network, or are you going to have to find a I spot? don't. I'm going to have to slum around, and I try to find a place to go. <laughs> What do you got at your house? Uh, I do have the ACC network, but I'm going to hit a watering hole. I think. At I least think for the I'm going to have to half, uh, you know, and see how that goes. But uh, it's going to be an interesting game. You know, Duke is not the <clears throat> offensive uh, threat that they normally are, um, but their defense—they're no joke. So uh, right. it's going to be very interesting to see how Notre Dame's offense stacks up to this Duke defense. Well, we got a lot of good guests on the show today, so we're going to get right to them. And our first A-team contributor. Is South Bend Tribune columnist Tom Noy. Tom, what's going on down in Durham? Tom, are you there? What's happening, fellas? Can't hear you over the music. Oh, boy. You know, Matt <laughs> again, he likes that AT music. He just cranks it up. I better find a different theme, right? I'm telling you, you get Matt Embry around AT music or The Love Boat or Fantasy Island or one of those TV shows from back in the day, he's got it cranked at 10. He's got it. I heard it's going to be cold down there. My uh, phone tells me it's going to be about 36, 38 at game time. Uh, got any wind chill down there? Any other factors going to happen tonight? Well, you know what they call that down here? That, that's like Tuesday back home for us. Right? <laughs> exactly. Everybody, everybody's worried that it's going to get – it is. I mean, it was – seriously, it is kind of cold here because I've been down here all week with Notre Dame basketball. Yes, you have. Obviously, uh, for North Carolina on Wednesday. It was in the 70s all week. It was beautiful. 75, sunny, not a cloud in the sky. It's, uh, again, sunny, not a cloud in the sky, but it's like 49 right now. So the, the, the expected sellout crowd at Wallace Wade Stadium I think might be a little on the light side because once, once this game starts, once that sun goes down and this game starts, we're looking at temperatures in the high 30s and wind chills in the 20. I can't see a lot of the North Carolina natives down here sitting around on those bleachers for four quarters tonight. So it, it will not be a, a home advantage crowd for the University of Notre Dame playing against Duke. So what you're saying is basketball season has started at Duke, and so if the <laughs> weather's bad, there is no chance that they're going to come out and watch this game. You know what? A lot of the Duke people are saying, you know, we, we had Carter Carls do a, a question and answer earlier this week in the Tribune with the, the Duke beat writer down here, and they were talking about, you know, what's – What's the whole uh, consensus about this game being on the ACC network and that, that sort of thing? And he said there hasn't been that much blowback from this game being on the ACC network 
that's Duke football. If this was Duke basketball and, and fans could not get place. Duke basketball on TV, <laughs> they absolutely would be all over the place, like the Notre Dame fans are back in South Bend, because a lot of the fans back there in northern Indiana will not be able to get this game on their cable system. So we got a cold weather down there. we got a game with a dangerous team. So you can tell I'm a music guy, so I'm going to ask you this. i got two musical themes, and you pick which one we're going to sing going in tonight. Is this going to be the Eagles? It's just one of these nights. Or is it going to be Wang Chung? Everybody have fun tonight. I think we're going with Wang Chung. Got to go with Wang Chung. There you go. Yeah, Duke. Duke. Duke's a potentially scary game. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) But everything we heard from Brian Kelly coming off the Virginia Tech game, how the offense really found its rhythm those last two drives, especially the last one when they went 18 plays. Marched all the way down the field, 87 yards in about three minutes to win that Virginia Tech game. And then Brian Kelly saying, hey, look, Ian Book, all the pressure's off him now. The weight of the world has been lifted off his shoulders. If that's true, I'm, I expect Notre Dame to come out here and just roll Duke tonight with the offense getting back into the gear. Into gear. Jafar Armstrong saying he's finally healthy. He's ready for a big game. Tony Jones is back in the lineup after missing last week's game. Chase Claypool looking to build off one of his best games of his career last week. This should be an off, a, a really an offensive show for Notre Dame. So this is the first game that both of the uh, presumed one and two running backs for Notre mm-hmm. Dame that are both going to be healthy in theory for the whole game. How do you see that playing out? I mean, you, you see, are we going to hear the, are we going to see the, you know, what everybody's been talking Finally. about with the, the, <laughs> the two running backs set? Are we going right. to see, you know, every other series? What do you think? Who knows with this offense? Like, every time we expect to see something <laughs> offensively, okay, they're going to do this. And then they wind up not doing it all, that at all. Like, it was going to be the Avery Davis show when Jafar Armstrong was out. Then it was going to be the Braden Lindsey show when, when Michael Young left. So, yeah, Tony Jones, Jafar Armstrong back healthy for the first time since the first drive of the yeah. first game of the season. So, establish the run get Duke back on its heels, and then let Ian Book do what he do- did against Virginia Tech. Now, you don't want that game plan. If you're Chip Long and Brian Kelly, you don't want that game plan that you used last week where Ian Book had to throw the ball 53 times right. and then also was your leading rusher. It's got to be one or the other. I don't know if Brian Kelly and Chip Long want to put the ball in the air 53 times. If they can establish something with Jones and Armstrong, that's going to open up the passing game for guys like Ian Book, Chase Claypool, and Cole Komet. This is the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day Show on WSBT. We're talking with South Bend Tribune columnist Tom Noy down in Durham. Let's flip it over to uh, defense. The same script lately has been we can't stop the run. What are we going to do to stop the run tonight, Tom? You know what? I want defensively from Notre Dame. You, if, if you're a Notre Dame fan, you want to see the defensive effort that they bottled in the second half of the game against Virginia back in South Bend. Virginia's ranked 18th in the country. They've got a quarterback, a dual-threat quarterback much like Duke does. Notre Dame defense just gets after it in the second half, and they, they basically suffer suffocate Virginia. That's got to be the game plan tonight. Take the crowd out of it, make all of them go home and warm up at halftime, and then just play your type of football game. Be tonight defensively, be the 15th-ranked team in the country on the road, something we really haven't seen from them on the road, not against Louisville or Georgia, obviously not against Michigan a couple weeks ago. Just, just come back, come, come out and establish yourself and get a really big-time quality road win if you're the Irish. 
getting Sean Crawford back, a little healthier each game uh, with the Lloyd Gilman back there and the, the freshman Hamilton. Got some backup there, some good strong tacklers. It's still a little scary from the cornerback situation. Troy Pride, Troy Pride, he's the best interview on the team, but he struggled this year. Like Troy Pride, you, you, defensively, what you want to see tonight also is maybe this is this is a game where the, where the Irish get a defensive touchdown for the first time since maybe the New Mexico game. Cornerback is still a little shaky position. Troy Pride's not had the best of seasons. Dante Vaughn, I'm still not convinced, it, it is is an, a, 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 a top notch starter at this level. So as long as you have the, those, those three safeties in Jalen Elliott and Alohi Gilman and Kyle Hamilton, you're going to have a pretty good back end of the defense. Okay, Tom, we're going to switch gears here just a little bit. Obviously, Notre Dame played Oops. earlier today. And they, so we got to ask you about hoops, man. So <laughs> big win over Robert Morris. What are your thoughts? Huge win. Only the fact that Notre Dame was finally able to have one of those lightning strike offensive shows that has become so uh, trademark of, of, of a Mike Bray team. Like, go out, score 85 points, and get to 85 points easily. Put a lot of points on the board. They led by, I think, as many as 38 points. That was good to see different guys being able to score points in different ways and really build off it. I think they were up 19 in the second, at halftime, and they got it to 30 within the first media timeout of the second half. So, Something good for Notre Dame to build off of coming off of Wednesday's loss to North Carolina. Look, the way North Carolina played, the way Cole Anthony played the other night, that was going to be a really tough task regardless of what was going to happen, how the game unfolded. So to come back and, and bounce back at home, have some success at home, a, build, a place where they weren't, that didn't have much last year, that's a positive step for that basketball team. Well, Tom, I heard, too, that you might be, since you've got a couple hours between now and 530, that you might be working on your jump shot for your church league team. <laughs> Is that true? I'm always working on my jump shot. <laughs> although, uh, although this week it was, it was hard to find a gym around here. So hopefully when I get back Sunday night, i got a church league game tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Hopefully I'll, I'll be able to be in peak form as our church league season winds down here. And as we let you go, I know you don't like to make team scores, but you want to hazard a guess at a score for tonight's football game? I forget what I made on our podcast the other day with Carter Carls, our Extra Point podcast at NB uh, Insider. I think I said 33-17, but I don't expect this game to be close. If it is, then you know, that, then it's back to week-to-week to week with this team uh, as far as what this team's going to be. Are they going to build off of Virginia Tech? Are they going to take a step back and be more like the Michigan game? It's not going to rain here. It's not going to be bad field conditions. But if you're the 15th-ranked team in the country and you're playing a team that's 4-4, four and four, it's cold, the crowd's going to thin out as the game goes on, you, you should really roll in here and roll out of here with an easy victory. One thing they're good at is giving you a lot of material to write the next day. Absolutely. <laughs> Just as long as the story as long as long the story never goes away, that's all that matters. We don't, we, we don't root for the fact if Notre Dame wins, if Notre Dame loses. The writers don't care about that Just as long as they give us something good to write about. You got it. We appreciate you taking the time with us. Go Irish tonight. You got it, fellas. Take care. And that was South Bend Tribune columnist Tom Noy from Durham, and he'll be covering that game tonight. And now we're going to switch to our next A-team contributor. We have the head orthopedic physician for the Fighting Irish, a former Notre Dame football and Indianapolis Colts player, Dr. Brian Radigan. Brian, how's it going down there? 
I'm good, Tim. How are you doing? We're doing good. Vince and I are nice and warm down here. I hear it's going to be, we're just talking to Tom, be a little chilly there tonight? Yeah, it might be a little bit. Nothing you guys haven't seen up there in South Bend. No. Colder than we thought it might be, but it's good. I've noticed you on the sidelines the last few weeks that you got into some of those camera shots with your uh, stocking cap on. <laughs> I know. Hey, I gotta, I gotta be. Fra- I'm fragile. <laughs> <laughs> then you're in the right. You're in the right job to take care of uh, those fragile things that happen. Hey, you know, I've been meaning to ask you uh, this year. You played linebacker at Notre Dame. What did you see in summer camp and maybe the first game that has changed now in the linebacker group that we have? Well, unfortunately, we just lost uh, Jack Lamb. Um, he was kind of our, our nickel backer in there, so I saw that. Uh, that was unfortunate, kind of a rare injury, which uh, unfortunately he'll miss the rest of the year. But he, he's a great player and has a good nose for the passing scheme, so he'll have to be replaced. Uh, I think Drew White's done a really nice job of running the defense. If, if you watch closely, you'll see he's not just doing his job. He's doing multiple jobs, telling people what to do, lining them up, recognizing. He spends a lot of time in the film, you can tell. He, he's got the tendencies down of the other offense. And that's important for the guys not to have to do as much thinking, just go out and play. Otherwise, you got like, woo, he's, he's flying around, a tremendous athlete. I think he's made a lot of plays. Probably had some mistakes along the way, just effort plays, you know, overrunning the ball. He's a, he's a tremendous athlete, and when he gets there, he gets there a little bit angry. So it's been fun to watch him develop over the year, just uh, trying to be involved in every play. He's really hungry to be inside of every play. Uh, and then to get him mixed with Drew together, it's been, it's been a good thing. I think the young guys are going to have to come along quickly just by, by default. Because of the numbers, you know, the war of attrition out there. Now that we lost Jack, someone's going to have to step up. Doctor, I wanted to ask you, I mean, really just about Sean Crawford in general and everything that he's come back from. And, you know, he was nominated for the the Courage Award from the Capital One Orange Bowl, which, I mean, how about a no-brainer for that award? Um <laughs> Just, just talk about uh, Sean a little bit from your perspective and, and kind of your dealings with him and just what a great comeback is, even from this most li- recent injury in that, that elbow. I mean, that's amazing that he's already back on the field. Yeah, he's, he's one of the best. He really is. You, hard not to like him. Obviously, unfortunately, Sean and I know each other too well. A couple <laughs> ACL, you know, he got some issues with his Achilles, and now he got his elbow. But the best thing is when he hurt his elbow, he just he looked you right in the eye. He's staring at me. He's like, can I play this year? That's just all he cared about. I mean, his elbow just got put back in place on the field. Oh. Most people are still a little Jeez. rattled. All he's thinking about is, can I come back and play this year? He just didn't want to have another season-ending injury. Right. Once he heard he didn't have to, he's like, all right, good. He's fine. Now, now it's a matter of how do I keep him off the field in time to let him heal enough so he's okay. He's great. Sean is great. Courage beyond anybody you're going to find. And just wants to be a part of the team. He likes it. These athletes, football is a large part of their identity. And Sean had it taken away from him three years. That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot for anybody to handle. So for him to be able to maintain that and not have to go through that another year is phenomenal. And I don't think there's a whole lot that was going to keep him off the field. It's a, it's a real pleasure to be around guys like that. You've had, you've had some big injuries um, over the years, and some people have really come back from some, really some traumatic uh, events that could affect their whole life, but they persevere, persevered through it and uh, with the rehab and got back on the field. 
it's, it's part of the, the joys of what I do, right? You watch guys like, I mean, just like Drew Tranquil jumping up to celebrate and tears his ACL on his other knee. Mm-hmm. You know, these are just those rare things. We could probably go through a hundred injuries that we've had in the last 10 years. Uh, to see them all come back is great. That's part of why we like this game. And to have a small part in that is enjoyable. But it always comes down to, you know, these athletes make you look good, right? They're so talented, mm-hmm. so strong, so gifted. And their their minds are not of, well, I hope I can get back and watch TV without pain, right? They're, right. they're looking for different goals. So uh, it, it's fun to be a part of that. So, Doctor, give us a quick read for tonight. What do you expect out of tonight's game? Yeah, you know, uh, having a – I'm optimistic. Let's we'll start with that. I hope – Hope it goes well, but I guess I'm a little cautiously optimistic just because of the way things have gone with a couple of injuries to two really good O-linemen. Uh, you guys, that's probably the most important position on the field in my mind and followed closely by the D-line. Now, your, your team's going to go as your linemen go. And uh, so losing two of those guys is tough. Not that we don't have good backups. It's just you need time to practice. They have to know each other better than anybody. Your quarterback and receivers obviously know each other, but your linemen, they have to be all on the same page. They don't talk. They just know what each other are doing. So it's going to take a little time for those guys to get used to each other, and I'm hoping we can put some string of wins together here, even if we win by one. You know, I'm okay with that right now if these guys are getting better because obviously we don't want to win just by one. But a win's a win in college football. When you have injuries like this, you want to keep winning. So I am feel good about it, but I'm really anxious for these uh, O-linemen to get more experience with each other. I'm sure you're right there with them on the field, being a player and, and being their doctor, that uh, you feel their aches and pains and their ups and downs when it's going on, just like if you're out there. Well, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not nearly as sore as I used to when I played. <laughs> I tell you that. <laughs> Hey, thanks, uh, Doctor. We appreciate it. And uh, maybe we'll catch you for the Stanford game out, out west. You have a good night tonight. That'd be great. Thanks. Uh, that'd be great. I hope it's going to be a good one. Thanks, Tim. All right, thanks, go, go Irish. This is the uh, Legacy Heating Air Game Day Show. That was Dr. Brian Radigan with the team. And we'll be right back, baby, with Dick Vitale. This is Tim Growl and Vince Dario on Legacy Heating and Air Game Day Show on WSBT. Now we're going to go to Notre Dame Superfan and ESPN, everybody's favorite ESPN basketball analyst, Dick Vitale, who's taking time in the airport to join us. Hi, Dick. What's going on, Tim? I see the Irish tonight hook up with the Duke Blue Devils. We got a battle of my family right now between Duke and Notre Dame. My two grandsons are twins. Thomas Krug, who played quarterback there, is children and my daughter's uh, twins. They're now with their choices down for, you know, play tennis at Notre Dame or Duke. And so we're all waiting on pins and needles. It's what they're going to decide within the next week or so. So we'll put you on the spot as in the middle of that as a referee. So so what do you think about Brian Kelly and the team this year? You know, got going through some adversity and everything, but that's expected to be. So what's your take? Well, you know, obviously another good football team, not a great team, but a team certainly capable of playing in a major bowl. They're going to make sure they take care of teams that they should be, like on the road right now. I know it's a road game, but they should on paper beat Duke and those games you need. And they'll be everybody's hit, you know, everybody's season really uh, is special if you beat the Fighting Irish. And uh, uh, the bottom line is this is not a great Notre Dame team, obviously, but it's a very good team, a very dangerous team. They play hard. 
They play together. There's a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm, and Brian's done a good job with them. You know, they're, they're, some of the adversity we were talking about is, you know, and you've coached before, been a, a big analyst and everything over the years, but saw a lot of different teams coaching the pros too. When somebody or a team and or an individual loses their confidence, what do you look for to try to instill to get them back? Well, you know, you start in practice, you go over all the things that didn't go well, like they just had that one bad game, really, really unfortunately there at Michigan, the weather, they couldn't adjust like the Michigan kids did in that game. Michigan kids just embraced the moment and played and played with tremendous intensity and emotion, played their best game of the year. Notre Dame probably played their worst game of the year. Right from the get-go, you look at body language, the body language was not good. And you could see that from the game. Right from the start. So again, you got to get back. You're going to show all the positives, the great things that have done during the year. You show positives rather than negatives, and you get them to start to believe again. A couple of wins will certainly get you on a roll as well. Tim and Vince from WSBT Studio Game Day with the uh, multi-talented media guru Dick Vitale. Hey, Dick, I want to switch gears here a little bit. Let's talk a little bit of ACC basketball, specifically, you know, Notre Dame. They had to open up on the road with North Carolina, which is no easy task. But uh, how do you see the Irish faring in the ACC this year? Yeah, they got a veteran basketball team, and I think there's some potential wins in the conference this year. I really do. Up on top, you still got some heavyweights, and obviously playing North Carolina Road, the debut of Cole Anthony, who's going to be without a doubt one of the top three or four picks in the NBA draft. He showed it in that game. He showed how special he was with 34 points, and I think he had something like 12 rebounds. Oh, yeah. Five, six assists. Just a terrific talent, and the team embraced his ability, and they rolled his shoulders to that W. But I think Notre Dame's going to win their share of games. They're going to make sure they protect their home court. Mike Bray knows how to get the most out of his club. I think his club will be more defensive-oriented. I think Louisville could be possibly the best team in the conference. Louisville is really loaded this year. I'm going out. i got a game tomorrow, Florida Florida State, uh, at 1 o'clock on ESPN. I hope people join us. I'd like to say this, Tim, too. Really dear to my heart is raising money for kids battling cancer, as you know. There's nothing Absolutely. more important through the V Foundation. So if people out there want a real treat, a treat for themselves, and plus they're helping kids, go to my website, dickvitalonline.com, and we just unveiled a new red Mercedes convertible this week that we're raffling off. We will sell it out quickly, 1,500 chances. They're $100 per chance. You can get it right on my website, dickvitalonline.com, and you help kids battle in cancer. Plus, you got an opportunity to win an incredible car. You can take the car. You take the cash. Uh, we don't mind. We make the announcement at my gala on May 8th. And, and just uh, it's really a great thing. So, again, go to dickvitalonline.com. And while you're there as well, you can get my latest book because every dollar from the book, I don't make any more money here, Tim. Every dollar from the book goes in the unbelievable uh, bank that we have for the V Foundation for kids battling cancer. So if you get my book, it is by Mount Rushmore's of college basketball, the best players, the best coaches, and it's right there. I will personally autograph it any way you want me to write it. Great. Go Irish. The Irish are number one. Mike Bray is super. Whatever you want, <laughs> I will autograph it. I'll do anything to raise money to battle cancer for kids. So that's all at DickVitalOnline.com. And I'm a big supporter. We try to help you with that every year. And I also want people, when they go to that site, it's great. You have an annual uh, college tennis tournament. You have a golf invitational. You spoke of that uh, gala on uh, 
the May 8th of 2020. You're going to have Stephen A. Smith and Bruce Arians as uh, two of the guests. And if I'm correct, I think Mark you've raised you a- as well. Excuse me? We're going to talk a few of Gonzaga as well, and then we're giving a couple of awards out to two special guys, Pat Williams, who's the guy that got basketball into Orlando, and Jim Kelly, quarterback, wow. a survivor, Buffalo Bills. He'll be with us. And Mitch Album of the Detroit uh, News out there. What an author. Great job as an author. He lost his child to cancer, and we're going to give a quarter of a million dollar grant in the name of her to battle the brain cancer that she lost her life to. I know you raise money all year long. Last year's gala raised $4 million just at that gala and you raise money all, all, all year long um, and that's a great cause one last thing here as we talk about that I notice uh, your anniversary is coming up of your first game at ESPN on December 5th 1979 where is all these years gone Dick that's unbelievable. You could you told me I say you're crazy, man. Go to my forty first year. I started the other night. What a game to open up with Michigan State and Kentucky. Too bad it was so late. I mean the game had finished till well after midnight, past my bedtime. I know a lot of people as well, but you know, to be able to open up a game, the building we had the four preseason top four teams. We had Duke hooking up there with uh, uh, Kansas uh, number three and number four, and we had number one and two with uh, Michigan State, Kentucky. Kentucky may be number one now. It's a new poll coming out. Hey, today, big football game. Who's going to be number one? LSU. Wow. Take it on Alabama in Bama. I say LSU is going to win that game, Tip. Ray, what about the upset today? I call it an upset. Minnesota beat Penn State today. P.J. Flex, quite a coach, isn't he? He's done a great job. What a 9-0. I didn't know much about him, but uh, Golden Gophers, wow. And Ohio State's in another league. They, they they belong in the NFL. I mean, they're just crushing people. I think today they might have put up a – you know what's really sad, though? I think the system causes this, the run-up scores. You look at some of the right. scores, and they are unbelievable. I think the system to get – the best vote, vote, votes, and make an impression, and just it's, it's unreal. I mean, sixty-six and sixty-five. I mean, that's crazy. It seemed like you could have enjoyed sports years ago. Now it seems like sports and news is all intermingled. Ohio State's got a, a scandal now with another player suspended. It seems like whether it's basketball, football, or whatever, we can't just enjoy sports anymore. It's become such a big business. It's turned into scandal, and everybody trying to find a different way to get above the other. Yeah, you got all this stuff going on. It's, it's sad in a way. And the NCAA has got to really step forward and do something about it. They had the hoop scandals out there. You got coaches that are coaching. You know, that's really an interesting point was made. I, I saw it yesterday is the fact that when kids, when kids are declared, like, for example, we had the case now in Memphis with James Wiseman, they're declared ineligible. The bottom line is they can't play. The coaches have allegations against them like crazy, but they have to wait till the process and they're allowed to coach. I mean, something I've read about that. My guy Jay said that, Jay Millis of ESPN, and I couldn't agree more with Jay. I, I, I think sometimes it's absurd. We got a real controversy now going on in Memphis. I mean, obviously there was a rule broken. Uh, Penny Hardaway supposedly gave $11,000 to the uh, family to help them move from Nashville. I mean, it's a violation of the NCAA rules. And as a member of the NCAA, look, I think a lot of rules suck in the NCAA, to put it bluntly. I think they're horrible. <laughs> but if you become a member, you have to abide by the rules. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. I hope for the good of basketball that James Wiseman, maybe if he pays the dollars back his family, and uh, maybe they can give him a, a few games punishment. I hope they don't punish him for the year, but it could happen. I, I, I just, I just 
This thing is so sad. You mentioned Ohio State. That kid should be declared eligible immediately. I mean, he paid back the loan. He had a loan from a relative. He paid it back. Uh, the bottom line is they punished him. He couldn't play for one game. No, I read they're going to punish him for four games. I think that's absurd. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they have uh, equal equal uh, laws and rules how they apply it. There's they, they just go willy nilly to me, I guess. Let's end on a good note, yeah, though. Exactly. I got to run, Tim. I got to get uh, over to. Uh, you got it. Get ready for my game tomorrow, one o'clock, people. And please, I beg people, Jim, I beg them, go to my website, dickvitaleonline.com. Get a chance, a hundred dollar chance, we're only selling. 1,500 chances on a brand-new 2020 red Mercedes convertible. Woo. People look great in that car, baby. Yeah, they will. Cash. Or get my latest book, my Mount Rushmore's of college basketball with all the dollars going to Pediatric Cancer through the V Foundation, and I'll autograph it any way people want me to autograph it. Great Christmas Go present. Irish, Gio, Gio, all the other day. we got seven degrees in my family. Plus, if you count me, i got an honorary love degree. I just <laughs> love the people up there from the Lou Nanny and administration <laughs> and all the people I've met over the years. Just a terrific group of people. All right. We appreciate it. Thank you, and uh, good luck on your call, and good luck in your family tonight between who wins and who roots for who. Yeah, all right. Take care. All right. Thanks a lot, Dick. And let's see. Let's do a little bit of housekeeping, uh, Vince. What do you think? That's right. We got to uh, show our sponsors some love. Your game day show is brought to you by uh, Legacy Heating and Air. Protect your family. Schedule an $82 tune-up and safety inspection with Legacy Heating and Air. Enjoy a worry-free winter. Schedule online at LegacyHeatingAndAirInc.com. Buy Wings Etc. Grill and Pub. Good food, great times. And online ordering, go to WingsETC.com. Buy United Beverage, encouraging you to enjoy responsibly drink wiser. Buy The Skillet. Why would you go through all the trouble of Thanksgiving when The Skillet can do it all for you? Call The Skillet today for a no fret, no mess Thanksgiving at 574-234-6069. Buy The Food Bank of Northern Indiana together. We can stop hunger. Learn more at feedindiana.org. My State Farm agent, Tim Growl, for all your insurance needs, call Tim at 232-9981. And by Smith's Downtown Tap and Grill, text Smith's DT to 85100 for exclusive deals and specials. On your home for Notre Dame football, 96.1 WSBT, this is the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day Show. We'll be right back. And your game day show is brought to you by Mega Liquor and Smoke with dozens of locations in Indiana and Michigan. You're never far from your local Mega Liquor and Smoke. By Lechleitner Door. At Lechleitner, we open all the right doors. By Kyle's Auto Repair. A dead battery is no fun. Have yours tested at Kyle's, Lincoln Way East in Mishawaka. By Krennic RV Center. Family fun starts here with 27 acres of RVs. Exit 39 off I-94 in Coloma, Michigan. By Ivy Court Inn and Suites, a boutique hotel just steps away from the University of Notre Dame. By Hotspot Wi-Fi Pods, providing Wi-Fi and mobile device support services through patented Wi-Fi Pods. To ensure your event stays connected and engage, HotspotWiFiPods.com. And by Fisher's Tips and Chips Barbecue, <clears throat> save the stress and bring your turkey or ham to Fisher's by November 23rd, and they'll smoke them to moist, juicy perfection South 11th Street, just over the state line in Niles. So your lead-in music was Let's Have Fun Tonight. I like that. Let's let's have some fun tonight. And then those words, smoke them. Let's not smoke the turkeys. Let's let's smoke the Duke Blue Devils that would tonight. Be nice. I, I would love to have a game where in the second half you can just kind of 
just right. chill, you know, lay back, start getting my writing done and not have to worry about a last second drive. That'd but as nice. but as Matt and I were talking before the but the show, I don't know that that's this team. That I don't it's know just that a it team is either. That we're just going to have to say take the great win out of it and just say a win, like Brian Doctor Radigan said, just a win. Yeah, well, and he's right. In college football, it doesn't at this point where Notre Dame stands with two losses, it doesn't matter how you win. It it just matters that you do win. If they ended up with ten wins, they'll be in a great bowl. Um, it doesn't matter how they win. And Vince, besides being with WSBT's with Blue and Gold Illustrated, so Blue and Gold Illustrated. Tom Noy at the South Bend uh, Tribune, and now we have another multimedia. He's also a teacher, and he's with Irish 101, another one of those persons that no matter how Irish is playing this year, <laughs> it's given you guys just so much to talk or to write about, and that's Lynn Clark. Lynn, what's happening, baby? It is officially game day if I'm on with Vince and Tim as uh, Notre Dame getting ready to kick it off against the Duke Blue Devils at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time tonight. But, Tim, a beautiful day in Durham, North Carolina. I flew in this afternoon. I've only been here for a couple of hours, but it's going to get cold tonight. But right now I'm sitting out, looking out the window right now, enjoying the fall colors and just a beautiful atmosphere for a football game. Have you been down there before? I've been down here many times. I used to work for Learfield Sports in the Tar Heels, where my, one of my properties. But ah. uh, I've never been to a football game at Duke. And from what I understand, it's a very small stadium. So it's going to be more like a Duke basketball game tonight. It's going to be very loud and intense. And to tell you the truth, I'm a little um, skeptical about this game. This is this is Duke season right now. Record of four and four. Notre Dame has not played here since 1961. And when the Irish came down back then with Joe Kuharic, your coach, and Nick Bonacani and Norv Roy as your Nick captain, Bonacani, they geez. walked out of Durham, North Carolina, on a December day with a loss. So the Irish trying to get back in the win column here in Durham, but. It really depends, Vince and Tim, if Notre Dame can run the ball, and I think that is the key tonight is to control the clock, control the line of scrimmage on both offense and defense, and this is something that Notre Dame has been trying to do. And you got some injuries, and Jafar, I'm trying to, start, trying to get back to 100%. It'll be, uh, I'm kind of optimistic, but we'll see tonight. So Lynn Clark down in Durham joining us on the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show on WSBT. So Vince was talking with uh, Tom Noy earlier about the maybe we're going to finally see that uh, two-back offense that we thought we were going to see at the beginning of the year and then with all the injuries didn't see, uh, maybe two tight end alignment. So what's your thoughts on that? Well, we'd like to see that work because that's just only going to pay dividends down the road. But it seems like every time that Notre Dame has come in with a two tight end alignment, they seem to move the ball a little bit more effectively in terms of moving the football up and down the field when they've gone to just the three wide receiver package. Uh, not accumulating as many yards as they would like. So I think Brian Kelly and Chip Long might just kind of throw out a few things at the beginning of the game, find out what sticks, and try to go with that. But if the game plan would be to go with a two-back offense, that is something I know they would like to see. But Duke with a 4-4 four and four record, a lot of people saying that, hey, they're not a competitive uh, team. But I tell you, they've no, got no, to be no, no. prepared. <laughs> David Cutcliffe is a, an yes. excellent mind. And last time that Notre Dame and Duke played at Notre Dame Stadium, he walked out with the W and, you can't take this team lightly, and it'll be interesting to see what kind of game package they put together for the Fighting Irish. Well, and when you when you think about Duke, and I mean, obviously David Cutcliffe is the first thing that comes to mind. That you know, an offensive guru that he is, and and quarterback play since his last quarterback, you know, starting for the Giants it was a six overall pick, and you know, that's not really what their thing is this year. They're really more of a defensive team, and. I, 
I think that Notre Dame, the Notre Dame offense is going to have their hands full with this Duke defense. Vince, you're exactly right. I was talking to David Shoemate, who is the voice of the Duke Blue Devils. He did a package for us with Irish 101 and Irish Illustrated, and that's exactly what he said. He said it's really controlling the line of scrimmage and the defense. If they come out and, and really stick it to Notre Dame, that is just going to thrive in this environment, and the adrenaline will start to flow, and, and really it's going to be a game of momentum. And if Duke can uh, get up early, and I think it's really a key. Notre Dame needs to get out to a quick score. I don't want to say to relax, but I think if you get that score, get that monkey off your back and then be able to experiment with some things and let the game unfold from there. But you can't afford to have Duke control that line of scrimmage or get out to an early lead. You know, we were talking earlier with the guests about confidence and Dick Vitale about confidence. I'll let you you and Vince have this conversation because I don't think we brought it up or whatever. To me, it seems like Chris Fink has lost confidence. We just do not see the same Chris Fink we've seen the last couple of years, solid go-to guy on the catches and stuff. And also since that fumble on his punt returns, He's letting more balls fair catch or just drop on the ground, and it's getting an extra 10 or 15 yards roll. Do either one of you two see that? Well, I thought the last game Chris Fink was actually touching the ball more in terms of a punt return. I don't think Notre Dame has really had a punt return this year. And as you said, Chris, Chris Fink back was a punt returner, has let a lot of balls you know, fall back there and Notre Dame take over. But as far as confidence, it's like a baseball player. You know, you're only as good as your last at bat. So if Chris Fink has a good play or maybe a good game, that's just going to build that confidence sure. and, and really help out as we get toward the end of November and toward the end of this football season. But confidence is a mental thing. Uh, and he maybe has not been put into a situation where they have really used him to his advantage. But if he gets one big play, I think Vince would agree, then that might change the mindset of Chris Fink. Well, and, and he had, you know, he had a, a pretty big punt return in the last game, you know, mm -hmm. to set up a Notre Dame score. And he had a couple long catches uh, across the middle. And I think it, it's twofold. I think that, you know, early on in the season, some of the, the routes he was running weren't quite to the sticks and, and just some mental errors here and there. And then, um, like you said, the muff punt was not right. obviously a good thing. But um, I, I think that he's starting to turn it around. But and the other thing is the ball is not really finding him as as uh, well as it maybe should um, he's been well, open, I, and I, you know. You're right, his check down. He has been open. Yep. But what I really think is that, you know, last year Ian Book came in to take over the quarterbacking duties four games in, and, and a lot of people did not prepare for an Ian Book. They never saw him on tape. Sure, correct. A lot of teams now know his tendencies, and so, you know, the game is fought before they even get out on the field. And right. so I think Ian Book has got a lot of pressure, and he's done a great job of being able to put up the numbers that he has, but – you know, with uh, with the injury on the offensive line, you know, he's having to make a quick decision, and he hasn't had the opportunity to hit Chris Fink, even though Chris has been open. Yeah, I agree. Got I those agree. happy feet. Well, and you want to get everybody involved, and right. I think that, uh, you know, if they can find a way to get, you know, Chase Claypool, Cole Komet, and, and Chris Fink, and all of the above involved, and that's only obviously going to help the offense. And, and as far as confidence, you take a look at that last drive, 87 yards, two key fourth down conversions. That was a team effort. Of course, it was Far Armstrong and Chase Claypool making those big plays, but it was a team effort. And just imagine if it was a loss last week, uh, what this team would be like right. going into Duke. But now you've got that momentum coming in, and you can just build upon that. And Vince, I know you've coached a lot. It's a lot easier to coach a team when they've got a little bit of that confidence. And we'll see if they can keep that uh, going, because next week it's going to be a very tough game against uh, Navy that brings in that triple option, and it's going to be a whole different mindset in terms of preparing for that team. All right, let's see if you can give us some confident answers to our Fast Five questions. Vince? All right. 
We've got uh, four questions we're going to throw at you about tonight's game. Let's see where you think the Irish are going to fall. Number one, will the Notre Dame offense score more touchdowns than it has three and outs? I'll say yes. Go Irish on that one. (laughs) More TDs. All right. Uh, Number two, will Notre Dame win the turnover battle? Once again, I'll say go Irish on that. Uh, Notre Dame with the fumbles last week, it's more of a mental mindset. They, they, they want to start a new streak, and so I'll say uh, we'll give that a go Irish. All right, so we have an either-or here. Who has more carries, Jafar Armstrong or Tony Jones Jr.? Well, Jafar's coming back from an injury, Tony Jones Jr. Oh, that's going to be a tough one. I'm going to say what's, uh, they're going to have equal carries tonight. But we all know if Tony Jones has really got the juices running, they're going to go with the guy who is hot. And so whoever has the, the, the early success will be the leading ball carrier. All right. And the final question here for you, over under 150 yards rushing for Duke. Under. I think Notre Dame's defense, it's been the strength the past couple of games. I think they shut it down. Duke will be forced to try to beat the Irish in the air. And give us a final score, Lynn. I predicted it is going to be 28-14. 28-14. That's from Lynn Clark, Irish 101, professor, multimedia guru, friend of game day. We'll catch you on another game. Go Irish tonight, Lynn. Have a great day, Vincent Tim. This is WSBT's Game Day Show. We'll be right back. And your legacy heating and air Game Day Show is brought to you by Edward Jones. Making sense of investing, contact Sean Stevens in South Bend or Bob Borlick in Walkerton. By Eddy Street Commons at Notre Dame. Come dine, shop, and enjoy the merchants at Eddy Street Commons. By Carmelo's at McCree's, your post-game dining destination and McCree's Italian Bakery for all your tailgating needs. By Budweiser, great times are waiting. Grab some buds. And finally, by Legacy Heating and Air, they offer efficient and affordable options when it comes to heating your home. Take advantage of 0% financing or rebates up to $1,700 on select Daikin Heating Systems. Schedule a free estimate at LegacyHeatingAndAirInc.com. Hey, let's go right into those fast five questions, and I'm more interested in hearing your comments on this. I'm not the basketball anal- or football analyst like you are, so well, we'll see. Let's see. All right, so the first one for you: Will the Notre Dame offense score more touchdowns than it has three and outs? Man, that was I was when you were asking that to Lynn. I was thinking about that. I want to say they got doubled up last. Yeah. Time, so if we if we have two three and outs per quarter, that's eight. I don't think we're going to do eight touchdowns. So I'll have to say. I don't remember the question. Which way to form it? Three and outs are going to be more. I I am not. I am in no way confident in the Notre Dame offense uh, up to this point, based on their last two games. And I think that the chances of them having numerous three and outs are good. Prevalent. Yeah, I just do, and I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but I'm going to take the three and outs as well. All right, number two. Will Notre Dame win the turnover battle? Yes. I. Also, see, one thing that Ian Book has done very well, <clears throat> well, I guess striking last week, is not turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. And, and I do think that that will continue. Uh, Duke does not take care of the ball really, really well. So I, I hope and I pray that the defense is going to turn them over a little bit. So I will also say that Notre Dame wins the turnover battle. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with the defense causing more than the offense turning it over. So, all right. Question number three, who has more carries, Armstrong or Jones? 
both healthy. Jones, Armstrong's got to catch more passes. Oh, look at that. All right. So Jones gets the carries. Armstrong gets the – I'm going to say Armstrong gets the carries. I think he had a decent game last time, and I'm not 100% sure that Jones is all the way back. So I will say Armstrong. Finally, over under 150 yards rushing for the Blue Devils. Their quarterback's a good runner. They've got a decent running back. They're over. They're over. All right. Duke has not had a 100-yard rusher from the backfield, except their quarterback has gone over, Mm -hmm. I believe, twice. Um, I think they hold him in check. I think the Notre Dame defense is playing well. I will say under. I like your thinking. What do you think the score? I predicted, I want to say I predicted like, uh, what was it, 31 to 24 or something like that, but I don't think Duke is going to be able to put up that many points. So I'm going to say Notre Dame is going to win like 24 to 10. All right. I'm looking for an interesting game. We'll both be searching around where to to watch it somewhere tonight. Yeah, no doubt. Don't go anywhere. The Irish Blue Devil coverage continues right after the news. It's everything you need to know about today's matchup on Budweiser's Game Day Sports Beat. Immediately following Sports Beat, it's a Notre Dame tailgate and pregame show. Then it's kickoff just after 7.30 p.m. And after the game, make sure to join Sean Styers and Reggie Brooks for the official postgame show. Plan to join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. as we get you ready for the annual matchup with the with Navy. We'll be back on the porch at Ivy Court, so stop by for some great barbecue and pictures and autograph with guests. Thank you for joining us on the Legacy Heating and Air Game Show. For Vince D'Addario, this is Tim Growl on your home for Fighting Irish Football, 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 